0: Join me every month for the inspiration to find your finish line. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Find Your Finish Line, the podcast that's not only about you being able to find your finish line at a race or an event, but also in life. I'll talk to people from all walks of life who have jumped over a lot of hurdles had things happen to them that they didn't see coming, but they got back on their feet and they moved forward. And hopefully their stories will help inspire you to do the very same thing. Holiday time, videos. I will do a personal video for a family or a friend. You can go to MikeReilly.net and uh, sign up. And I'll do a video for one of your loved ones for the holidays. So get that in as soon as you can, because those things are starting to go out quite a bit. Well, my guest today is someone I've known for a very long time in our sport. I've respected immensely for a very long time in our sport. She is a mom of two. She's got a six-year-old and a 15-month-old boy. She's got 73 Ironman finishes under her belt, which is just amazing. She's got a streak in Ironman New Zealand of five in a row, which I had the honor to bring her in at each one of those. 46-year-old Meredith Kessler, how are you today, Meredith?
1: I am so great. You you added a year on me, though, oh. and that can't happen, right? I'm really oh, about 45 I, and a half the end of the I'm, month. I'm going
0: to change that right now. 45. <laughs> I'm sorry. My I'm mistake. <laughs> I love it. You get to call me out right away.
1: <laughs> I love it. So, hey, when you get become my age in life, you're like, every year matters, right?
0: But at yes. my, my age, every month matters. <laughs> That's right. I love it. So how are you and the family today?
1: We are great. Thank you so much for asking. We're settling into the holiday season. You know, had a little gingerbread decorating at mm. our, you know, club last night. All is well. The boys are excited. And so are we.
0: Good. Well, my first question always, Meredith, on Find Your Finish Line, I ask every guest, is what kind of workout did you get in today?
1: Oh, you're so good. All right. Let's see. Today's Wednesday in in my world here in Ohio. And I always do every morning without fail, like just to manage two humans. I do a Uh wake-up run. It can be anywhere from two to five, six miles on my treadmill in my little she shed. And Crew used to join me for those. He'd like sit next to me, but now I'm trying to get him to sleep later. So I did, uh, Uh let's see, I did five miles this morning early. And then I went to uh, take him to Ducks Club after I dropped Mac at school. It's all about logistics, Mike. And I did a 12-mile run at the club, interval run, followed by my strength session with my strength coach. And that was an hour, five minutes. And then I segued right into a 5K swim. Uh, I was able to have my husband work from home, so he was able to pick crew up where I was and take him to nap. So I had a little buffer. I still got home, and he wasn't up yet. It was great. I was able to cook dinner and return some emails. And then we picked Mac up at school. There you have it.
0: Uh, I am exhausted at your Wednesday. <laughs> you Usually, well, the reason I ask that a lot of times, especially if I do a, we're we're recording this in the afternoon, especially if yeah. I do a first thing in the morning podcast, I always catch somebody and they're always embarrassed. Like uh, I didn't get a workout in or I oh, just went so for funny. a walk. So you, you top the list for this year. As, well, it's uh, 6 p.m., so I yeah. have a little
1: bit more time exactly. on my hands. Yeah, here.
0: <laughs> so 2008, <laughs> you know, you were an age grouper at uh, Ironman mm-hmm. Arizona. Then your first pro race was, mm-hmm. what, 2009 back mm-hmm. at Arizona. You won Canada in 2010. Mm-hmm. Did you think that today, Meredith, at 45 years old, mm-hmm. you'd still be racing under the pro ranks?
1: Sure. You know what? No, I didn't think I'd be racing pro. Let's see my 15th year now having been an age grouper for nine years, but I I, la- I laugh at myself because I'm right. I'm 45 now, but I had a midlife crisis actually at 21 when I graduated from college. I was like, wait, because so I went to Syracuse to play field hockey. I mean, I went to get an education, but my scholarship was for field hockey. I was there to play field hockey and I love team sport. And then I graduated and I was like, Oh my goodness there's no more team sport what am i going to do now and that's when and i've said this before i slapped myself in an iron man two weeks later never been on a bike did it in running shorts it was awful um but i caught the bug then and here we are 73 finishes later uh as you know age group nine years and then went pro in 2009 i still worked at royal bank of canada then and then i got rid of that day job and i went for it but now here i am at 45 and i'm probably having a actual midlife crisis. Right. And I'm like, nope, this old lady is going to keep going. And, you know, there's the likes of Dede Greesbauer and Mel McQuaid and, and Rach McBride and, and we're all older on the start line, but we still have the gusto to try to perform and do our best as we, we get older.
0: Yeah. it It's so admirable. And and to be able to see all of you doing what you do and, and juggling life. My Mm -hmm. daughter's got two boys. Obviously, you know, my niece there, she's got two boys in college and one in high school, which she says it's a lot easier now. She's just following (laughs) them around what they're doing. But to be able to juggle that, uh, you've got to have a partner in your life to be Mm -hmm. able to do that. A a strong, loving partner, don't you?
1: Really so true. And Aaron and I have been together you know, since we were 14 and 16, he's a couple of years older, but my mom was his first grade teacher. So she allowed me to date him back then because uh, <laughs> our families have been friends forever. But it's funny to look back because yes, we've been together so long. I mean, we're 45 and 48 years old. And uh, we, we tried having babies when we were in our early thirties and it wasn't producing babies. It was producing iron man wins. And we went that route and we're still nostalgic about that time. Right. Even now, because let's be honest, having two kids is the best thing in the world, but it can be savage. It's logistics. It's um you want to be a good parent. Uh, you hear Chelsea Sedaro, understandably talk about mom guilt. A lot of the mom's racing. And uh I, I think it's a good subject to like hone in on, but there's, there's has to be a team around you to make it work. And I'm not saying like Aaron works, Aaron gave up his basically career for me back in 2014 and we traveled the world and it was amazing. And now the baton has shifted probably six years ago and he's trying to thrive. And so, um, He's working hard at doing his thing, but he I am very fortunate because he works from home and that's worked with little kids and being able to juggle that Uh, so, but it takes a village. It's that saying it takes a village and a lot of people say what village, where's the village? Well, let me tell you, you gotta find your village. Yeah. You gotta be reciprocal with your village. And I pride myself on that, my village. And, and we did, we moved from, as you know, California to Ohio, mm-hmm. both sets of parents are here. It was a big move, it was a hard move, but it was the best move we made, even though we miss, of course, California. It's just, we were born and raised here, both of us. It just made sense in our lives. And we're very glad we did it. And now we're able to both thrive in our our jobs respectively.
0: Well, when you first became a pro, uh, Meredith, who'd you look up to in the pro ranks? Did you have an idol or a mentor or someone you thought, wow, I want to be like that person?
1: Sure. Oh, well, so many. I mean, obviously, the obvious ones come to mind that are, you know, Paula Newby-Fraser and Heather Fuhrer and uh, all that era. And of course, then there's the, the peers that you actually raced against if you will but you knew they were so much better Chrissy wellington leanda cave jody swallow rachel joyce obviously rinnie and i have a you know we we had children very close apart now she's pregnant with her third and i'm like you're awesome, Renee. You're amazing. (laughs) Uh, And so just all, I'm really inspired by, by the people. We have that special bond. A lot of us did have um, babies around the same time. and, And we, some of us came back and some of us were like, nope, that was it. Like Chrissy Wellington, right? She won all her world championships. She had her, she retired, had her daughter, and she's on a great path. And that worked for her. And I'm just a squirrel trying to, trying to get a nut just like i keep coming back for more after uh children but i promise two, two boys is great i am uh, good with that for sure well, you
0: you did you did iron man maryland uh and you took a fifth place in that race i mean that is fantastic at 45
1: well thank you i was fortunate i did Tremblant maybe a month before maryland mm-hmm. and got second and i remember in that one i was um I think uh, Rachel um, Zalinkis won a, a worthy win, and my favorite Sarah Crawley was in the race. I think she came fifth, and so many other amazing women. But as I'm in that race, and actually Dee Dee and I were first and second, basically off the bike. And right. Didi, you know, fifty one or whatever, and we were like riding with each other at the end, like yeah. And then um, I'm I'm leading this race, and I'm thinking. Oh my gosh. And again, it was a, it was a smaller race in a beautiful place that I love, you know, Mont Blanc, mm-hmm. St. George and New Zealand are my three favorites. I've always told you that. And as I'm getting passed for the win, which you've seen me pass for the win many times that later in the stage, but mm-hmm. I, it was like mile 15, maybe when Rachel passed me and you know, there, I was just happy to get second. Right. But I'm thinking, all right, I'm probably, you know, 18 years older than her. I just stopped breastfeeding last week. My hormones are outrageous. You're doing okay. Like you have to say that like positive stuff to yourself because the athlete in you, the, the, the one who wants to try to win for the team is like, shoot, we didn't get that victory. And then I got greedy. And I was like, cause I will say my goal, my, my goal, we all have to have goals is to try to be the oldest female pro to try to win an iron man there's a big asterisk by that which is
0: <laughs> choose races
1: that all the young guns and the extra you know uh vibrant racers aren't at, aren't necessarily at so huge asterisk but that is a goal and um I, you know i i went for it in maryland and then i I don't, you probably didn't hear, I, I crashed at mile 100. My right. son was there and I crashed and I was leading Mel McQuaid and I, again, another veteran and four others We were leading it. And I crashed at mile 100, six minutes on the side of the road. I'm like, you know, I'm a veteran. I've dealt with drama and races before, but I was like, shoot, here we are again. And I finished what I started. And I'm still most proud of that because coming fifth, still made money, showed my son that even though I was hurt and beat up from a crash, I could, try to finish what I'm started. And now that I'm a mom, like the business, Meredith, if I didn't have kids, maybe wouldn't have been smart to continue, but I was like, nope, I can still move forward. I'm going to finish this bad boy.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you know, we all know Meredith that especially with children, parents to children, mm-hmm. actions speak louder than words. And what Mac witnessed, you know, you're mm-hmm. no matter if you came in a hundredth, you'd won the Whoa. race in, in his eyes. So that's right. That's a beautiful thing. Speaking of right. Mac, you come to Ironman New Zealand and we, everybody, Meredith and I and Aaron, we'd always stay at the same hotel, yes. The Prince, right? Yeah, The yes. Prince Motel yep, You bet. In, uh, in Topo. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was like going home and having you there and yeah, uh, it, it was wonderful. Well, you're going for your sixth win in New Zealand and okay. <laughs> I'm getting reports, well, Meredith's having a tough time. She's on the side of the road throwing up and I go, wow, well, she must have, she must have you know, drank something too much or ate something. Yeah. But I and I'm thinking, well, but it's Meredith, and I'm telling the crowd, "There's Meredith, five-time winner here. She'll come through." And and it really never did happen. And tell us why you were throwing up on the course trying to get your sixth in a row in New Zealand.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, Sorry. I'll try to not tear up. I was so upset to not. I, not win is the wrong thing to say, but I was so disappointed in myself because I thought I let the town of Talpo down. Mm. You know, they've been so good to me. We've won the you know full five times, the half three times, and I was like, this would be my ninth win, right in this wonderful town and yeah it was just so bittersweet because I came third it wasn't a bad day it was you know a a podium yay but it still wasn't the victory that you know hearing my name hearing the word gumption and all the things and I was like man I am so what's wrong with me this there's places you land by the way that like when I land in Kona I instantly throw up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, just, my, my body just doesn't work there, but it's never happened in, in Auckland and New Zealand yeah. and Taupo. Right. So I'm just like throwing up around the course and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Did I eat something? What? what yeah. Anyway, bittersweet, but I was, I was probably, uh, five weeks pregnant with Mac. Yeah. Mm. So it was very bit, bittersweet. Uh, I did, con- I did race. This is silly, but maybe it'll help people. Uh, I did race Oceanside at eight weeks pregnant, and I'm I'm in the race, and I'm like, Meredith, you're an idiot. You're 39 years old. You've been trying to get pregnant for a long time. You stop right this second, and I, I literally stopped at T2. Uh, I finished the bike. I like smoking jackets the bike, and I just walked off the course, and I know that's terrible. Like, why did you start? And I look back at that, I'm like, Oh, I was already signed up. I felt I had my flight. Everything was booked. I felt like I needed to do that. For hadn't told sponsors. And looking back, I was like, that was silly, but I was glad I did it because I never did it again after that.
0: <laughs> Meredith, that's one thing I love about our sport. I've heard that story from pros like yourself and age group athletes. Well, I signed up. I know I, I thought I had a little stress factor, but I figured if I just start, Maybe yeah. it would work out during the race. I've heard that story so many times. And then you go, I had to stop. I was hurting so bad. And it's just, it's just the yeah. nature of our sport. We, we make a commitment and we want to follow through on it.
1: It is true. I will say that I've had the opposite happen before, and that's why I find places like, like Mont-Tremblant, for example. I had a horrible shin injury going into the race, and I hadn't run for like three weeks. And I remember, like, I wasn't going to do it. And I, we were there for a camp with Matt Dixon at the time, and mm. the plan was just to swim and then bike. And, hey, if you're running and it hurts and you think you're going to break your leg, basically, let's stop <laughs> Well, I get in. And I start going and it hurts so badly, but I don't think it's going to break. And I finished that sucker. We ended up getting the win. And I swear to you, it healed me. I was healed. (laughs) I'm not not kidding you. Sure, I was sore the next day and stuff. And then I never thought about it again. So to me and my brain, the way it works is that place is a completely healing place for me, no matter what. And no matter what place I get, it's just like a healing environment for me, for me.
0: Yeah. I, I want to, Meredith, I want to put a disclaimer on that by saying, you know, the thing we always hear, hey, everybody, don't try this at home.
1: I know, you know? I know don't <laughs> do that. It could have been, it could have gone really south. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you brought up Kona and uh-huh. and Kona's Kona, mm-hmm. the races you've had there, you did finish seventh, that was your highest finish there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just had days that just turned into yeah. poop. I mean, absolute oh, poop. Yeah. But there's a there's a finish you had there, which I, I being a friend and knowing you and having so much respect for you, I was so proud of you yeah Dave you. downey, who was on was proud we all were of you mm-hmm. uh finishing at ten o'clock at night yeah when i when I'm out <laughs> there bringing the final ones in. tell us about your ten p m finish yeah and, and what that taught you,
1: yeah, oh yeah. Uh, here's the deal Kona. It, like I have told you, I wish I could say I finished 78 Ironmans, but I have five DNFs, three of which are Kona. I will say one was a crash one I passed out one, right. I had just had Mac and I was like, I like something was just not right. So I was basically passed out, but that one is I'm a, I'm a huge believer. Like, and I want to make a disclaimer. I understand as professionals, <laughs> like this is our livelihood and all the things and we have to make business decisions. Absolutely, I 100% get that. That said, as an age group over nine years, I think it was, I really recognize the privilege of getting to go to Kona. Like, all I could think about was people dream of being on the Queen K. I have mm. so many blood, sweat, and tears on that bad boy, like <laughs> barf everywhere. There's so much of me out there, I realize. But um, I've walked that Queen K, and I've said this so many times more than I'd shared care to ever admit. But I was a firm believer, like, look, I'm out here <laughs> with these people who have worked very hard to get here. And I recognize that and I recognize that privilege and I recognize how hard they worked and how much uh, this dreadful word sacrifice, I don't love that word, but I also know that um, without sacrifice, there can be no victory, whatever that victory means to you. And so I guess what I'm saying is I was gonna finish what I started. And even if I walked a very long marathon, Occasionally barfed, whatever it is, and then you know what? I remember saying to someone out there, like someone said, because I have this habit of <laughs> DNFing Kona or walking the Queen K, and then winning Ironman Arizona like four yeah. weeks later. <laughs> so he's this guy. He was so nonchalant. He's like, "Oh, don't worry, you'll win Arizona in a few weeks. You got this. Just you know, keep it rolling." <laughs> I was like, "Thank you. I like you. I appreciate that."
0: <laughs> you talk. About, they, they 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 have your resume out there on the course. Spitting it yeah. back at you. Yeah. And, and you know, myself yeah. included in so many of us, Meredith, I'd see you race in New Zealand. I'd see you race in St. Mm-hmm. George. I'd see you race during the year. And I go, you know what, Meredith, <laughs> she is in such top form. She's going to be on the podium. She'll be top three for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, hands down but it just didn't, it just didn't I know. happen. In I haven't
1: cracked it. I don't think, I, I don't know. You never say never, but I was disappointed. You know, I had qualified this year and my mom, my mom is fine. She got through breast cancer, kidney I, cancer, I, all the things. She's great now, but it didn't feel right to go. And also let's just be honest where I am in my life now with two children. It, that was sort of also a business decision, me going and getting, I've done it. I've done it. 12 times, you know what I mean? I'd rather save it for uh, a a race that uh, at this point in my career lifts me, enriches me in life. And maybe I don't puke everywhere and it like does well for my body, mind and spirit. That's where I am with that. Yeah.
0: What about, what about Nice 2024? Would you consider going there?
1: Honestly, I would. It's like different, you know, energy. Mm. I don't know what it is. It's like the, the gods in Kona just kind of, you know, take me in, chew me and spit me out. And I I, I think it'll always eat at me that I've, I've never been able to conquer it. I've tried everything. As you know, I've told you before, I've gone in the day, like two days prior, I've gone in a month prior, I've like inserted salt in me. I just something, <laughs> I swear there's something in that bay that I'm just like, allergic to or doesn't sit with me because I go in one athlete and I come out of that water as a completely different athlete the year I got seventh let's be honest awesome thankful to get seventh that performance nowadays would not even get me like 20th 25th (laughs) probably so uh back then it was a little different than it is now you know so but well so yes I would 100% if I were fortunate to qualify for nice I would take the slot for sure yeah
0: good good you've had uh as a lot of the pros had tough breaks, you've had bike crashes mm-hmm. you sure. you my goodness broke your vertebrae <laughs> where's your you, you've always been positive every time I talk to you, even if it's just one on one and or mm-hmm. I hear you speak, especially some of your acceptance speeches at the ceremonies you're you're a beautiful speaker, and everybody loves your words but where mm-hmm. do you where would you get that positive mental attitude from?
1: I just think it goes back to i think knowing how much people would dream to be in the shoes that i'm in i mean i always say that word recognize the privilege but i have a lot of meaning behind that because you know you know you know firsthand because you do it too i do so much with uh, challenge athlete foundation and those people would love to be oh Wow, you got a break. You broke your vertebrae, but it'll heal, or part of your spine or your ribs, it'll heal, you know. And so, I think mm-hmm. I've always had that mindset. And progress, of course, it still requires good old fashioned hard work, you know, it does. And I know that. But I also know that uh, the hardest thing about Iron Man, I think it's why I keep coming back, is that you finish something that you think you actually couldn't. Like, there have been so many dark pockets. Even that time I finished at 10 at night, I'm like, that there's so far to go. I feel awful. I don't want to do this. Nothing about me wants to do this, but yeah. there's a lot of pride and prowess in doing it internal, not for anyone else, but yourself. And I think I take that mindset into, you know, having, making sure optimism is sustainable and you have, and that comes with a lot of gratitude uh, for the life that I have, the life I leave. And to be honest, I don't want to be a buzzkill. That doesn't mean that I, I don't get Like, I feel that way about you, Mike, like you're always peppy and positive, but I'm sure that doesn't mean you don't have bad days. We all have bad days, Mm -hmm. but it's all about like managing drama, right? Or managing those emotions. And then like turning the attitude around what we can control the most is that. So me being Nancy negative over A, B, and C, it's no fun. And then you're a buzzkill. I want to lift people and I only want to be surrounded by people that lift me and enrich my life. So I guess it goes back to that old saying, treat people how you want to be treated. And and that's the way I've always, you know, like to live.
0: Do you now say in the 2024 season, you'll choose your races taking a look at them, who's there and things like that. But it's um, also built around the family schedule, isn't it? it, it some you just can't is. go to because of things happening. Sure. Will you do that again next year on building your schedule?
1: Yes. I'm very lucky that no one's getting married and there's no baby showers <laughs> or wedding shower, you know, cause I, even in my career, I've never missed things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. wh- I even missed St. George one time for a wedding of, of a really good friend we grew up with and, and, you know i love saint george that's Uh i got really lucky it's the only time it fell on races i really love but nothing falls on march 1st for ironman new zealand and you know mac has been there twice already when he was 13 months and then when he Mm -hmm. was two and then it was covid and then i just went last year when crew had just turned five months and this year um i would leave crew home i can do that uh i'm very blessed that you know my 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 parents are here and my in-laws but I want to bring Mac and currently and Aaron, obviously, and currently Mac is set up to go to Kiwi school for the week. And what I love about the village here is even the teachers at Mac's school are like, take him out of school for a week. Put a, that the experience he'll yeah, remember for yeah. a la- lifetime. And I love that they weren't like, you really shouldn't have him leave for a week you know what i mean it's kindergarten i realize he's six but still i'm glad they were like take him these experiences and he went with me to mont tremblant in august he didn't miss school because it hadn't started but he went to maryland he missed a couple days and they were like do it take him and he'll remember his mom finishing a race Mm -hmm. and more than maybe what he learned in kindergarten that day so i really really want to be there for Ironman New Zealand's and I'm planning on it. I'm training for it, uh, for the 40th anniversary, uh, in Taupo. That would be just the most magical day for me. Uh, yeah.
0: I personally, I, and I haven't told anybody, I didn't even told Rose. I've been looking at flights over there at that time,
1: <laughs> but yes.
0: there, and, and I'm thinking I got to, it's a 40th anniversary yes. just to hang around and be with everybody because it's just, it's just mm-hmm. family, so I, I don't know if I can pull it off. But can love you unretire
1: for like one race? Could you just like <laughs> unretire for just like that one race? And Ironman pays for you to come out, Mike. You unretire for the 40th anniversary, and then we go back. And Rose well, you, comes too.
0: You could <laughs> you could be my agent. You talk Ironman. Man. <laughs> I will talk to him. I'll call
1: him on up. Yes, I love it.
0: <laughs> Meredith, would uh, let's say there's a time that you are done say whether it's 48 Mm -hmm. years old, 51. Yeah. Would you jump into coaching full time to stay Mm -hmm. a part of the sport? What would you do? Mm -hmm. It's
1: funny. I, you know,
0: oddly I have been right.
1: I've coached for 10 years, but I, or more, even when I was under Matt Dixon, but it's always been people. So I have caveats like uh, people have to have a life outside of swim, bike, run. Like I don't, I'm a balanced person. Uh, I, I like, I don't want you missing that baby shower for this or mm-hmm. or your best friend's kid's birthday party for this for training. We'll make it work. And and I've been fortunate that some of my athletes I've had for a decade and I let them come in and out. You get recovery, you go do your own thing. But yes, I think I really enjoy, as I told you, lifting others and making them better. And now I watch I I watch people who I raced with, Julie Dibbins, Crushing Coaching, Hillary Biscay, crushing. I love it so much. And you know what it is? We don't even have, to be honest, we don't even have the sciencey background like a Dan Plews has, or, but we have experience, and nothing can beat experience uh, in that regard, and my target market, honestly, is middle-aged age groupers, moms, dads, whatever it is, they don't have to be the best. They just want to work hard, they want to finish what they started, and they want to have a goal of finishing an Ironman, going sub 12, going sub nine. And I want to be there for it. And so mm-hmm. I can, yes, I can totally see myself doing it. Although I'm doing it now, but I could, when I don't have maybe the training part, you know, me, I'll always train, but I beef up the roster. But now I know what I can handle. Cause I, as you know about me, I talk to each of my athletes every day and even Aaron's like, do you have to talk to them every day you could have like five more <laughs> athletes i'm like yes i do because i care and that's important to me so but yes i, I i've been in the sport since 2000 right it would be yeah. hard to be like see ya and i always said i'd retire when my kids have like activities my kids are young they're six and 15 months you know but there's i'm like matt kind of has activities but i'm not missing anything as long as i'm not missing anything I'm still passionate about it. And I say this, I'm hopefully I haven't told you this, but Bevan Doherty and uh, Mm. texted me one time and I like, I get like teary. He retired because he said, you know, I had done it so long. I I'm tired. Right. It's not that he lost the passion, but he did. I didn't have that, that like, you know. I didn't have the feathers puffing. I, I wasn't like thriving out there. Right. And he said something like, I still see that you are, even if I got third in New Zealand, whatever it was. And I still see that you're at. And that was one of the best compliments someone's given me because I do, I still have that. It's, I don't ever dread um, training. I get to train. Right. And so I don't dread it. And I think that if that day ever comes, it may or may not, I might be 60 Mike and still, have <laughs> uh, It Yeah things slow things slow down and i want to i don't want to miss my kids activities but i mean i don't see myself caving into retirement anytime
0: soon but who, uh, who, yeah what what's the who is the oldest ironman is it didi the oldest female ironman winner i i no i no. actually
1: it, uh, it's it's three is people it's-, it's 45 they they were 45 uh, so if I if I got it at forty five, I would just be tied. So Th- Torsten Rod said you have to be forty six. Um, I'll tell you who it is. He just told me maybe a few months ago. It's uh, Nina Kraft, Ironman Louisville,
0: okay. forty
1: five years old. It's Fernanda Keller, Ironman Brazil, and oh. Natasha Badman. Yeah. So those three oh. ladies hold the oldest at forty five years old.
0: Yeah. But you but you won't be forty six.
1: Till June, <laughs> till Til June. June. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> but yeah, it does. Yeah, so so I've got you know another couple of years to to try. But Mel McQuaid too, she has the same goal. She wants to. I know her goals because when I commentate, I I know her goal. She wants to go sub nine. Yeah. Uh, she wants to win an Ironman, and she wants to qualify for Kona, and she hit that goal. So that's exciting.
0: You brought up commentating when you do, you do do that, which you're mm-hmm. marvelous at. Thank uh, you. Do you, do you find yourself like, man, I wish I was out there. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what's oh. funny? As I don't, I'm like, this is a long day. And i usually when I'm commentating, I either had just done one or have one in like a few weeks. But usually if I'm commentating too, it's not the rate. Although I commentated Arizona when we talked, cause it was your last race right. uh, to commentate. And I had an 11 week old so I was I couldn't I yeah I would have loved to do that but instead I was commentated. so I still thought a part of it and then I remember I think Sarah True and Sky they were like first and second cuz I talked about them a lot they were up front all day and I was like oh man I wish I was in the mix with them but you know you there's always a time and a place based on where you are in your life yeah
0: Isn't it amazing Meredith when you're doing that <laughs> you're you're commentating on the race I was following Ironman, Arizona online. And then I'd go do stuff. Then I did yard work. (laughs) Then I went for a bike ride. Then I came back and had dinner and then came back in, watched it some more. And I'm going, how the heck did I stay out there all those hours? The race is still going on. And, And I had this life of a day. Yeah, I, mean, just a, I go, how'd we do that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Your
1: days would start at 3 a.m. and end at 1 a.m. I mean, yeah, yeah, just think what you did in that time. And you always said, and this was my favorite thing, is that in the next morning at the awards, you'd say, my voice feels like your legs. <laughs> I always love that. Because it's true. They had to. All that all that screaming and bringing people in all day and commentating yourself, it was awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, just a long day. By the way, Meredith, how impressed were you with the women's race in Kona this year?
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, could you even believe it? That Lucy, mm-hmm. uh, she just earned that win, deserved that win. And as someone who does a lot of indoor training, it was yeah. comforting to know that, wow, see, yeah. she did all that trainer right. And it's funny because <laughs> I laugh about this. And if Lucy ever hears this, she will say the only time I've ever beat Lucy Charles in anything was in a Zwift um, back in uh, COVID we had Swift competitions and it was always Lucy and I, because I'm a professional indoor trainer. I'm like, is there something wrong with my trainer? You know, we had to weigh in and everything because yeah, yeah. I'm up there with Lucy. All right. And then uh, in the final, cause we would bike and run, we'd run, or sorry, we bike, run, bike. So we'd do like a 20-minute oh, okay. hard bike, a 20-minute hard run, and then back right back to the bike. It was so much fun, and that's what we had during COVID sometimes. And we got paid from Zwift. It was awesome. <laughs> and that that's my one claim to fame with Lucy, and we'd, we'd have good camaraderie. And, you know, as someone who's, whatever, 16 years older than her, like I just feel that she's really got her head together and, and really – appreciates being world champion now and she earned it man to all those seconds and then she she got her victory so but then just watching everyone else obviously annie hogg uh laura phillip and then of course my peers look at laura Sedel, who is no spring chicken i mean she's i think 42 43 and she's still crushing it out there so uh but i enjoyed watching them all. It seems so easy watching it. Like yeah. Lucy looked like she was just smoking a stogie all day, like no big deal. But I know how hard it is. So yeah.
0: She looked she looked uh, fluid all day long. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. And so to did watch. Daniela,
1: who just yeah. is yeah. always just like poker face, whether she's good day, bad day. You've brought her in for victories a lot. So you you know. Uh
0: what what do you think about the new Iron Man Pros? Uh, pro prize money. And how's that been accept, accepted? How, yeah, what do you so, think about that?
1: I for Obviously for people like Lucy, Danielle, uh, yeah, amazing. I think that's great. I wish that we would have, have had all this stuff like PTO, which as you probably remember, Rinnie, mm. a lot of us are spearheaded PTO 10 years ago. And so- we feel great Tim O'Donnell like all these Sarah P- Pompeano we were all part of this and now to watch you know the PTO have all this funding Aaron and I laugh he was like he was like oh uh-huh. you would have made a lot more money I'm like I get that now thanks Aaron I would know uh, but then for Ironman too now to step up and have the similar thing like there are some triathletes and and yes I know there's controversy like the top 20 will make a lot of money and um, you know I, I always tell the the girls that want to get on honestly that want to have a baby is get yourself high up on the ranking and then do it because they're going to make money from the maternity clause too so that's really cool to watch and rachel joyce rinnie we all laugh at that because we didn't have that back then or else yeah we would have made a little more money too but what's great is that we spirit-headed it happening and so the fact that iron man now has also has a whole now will i'd go and do lake placid and that no that wouldn't that would defeat my asterisk <laughs>
0: by yeah, a yeah.
1: race right but i'll pick the races that are probably aren't part of that but that's 45 year old meredith 35 year old meredith would have a different conversation about it with you
0: yeah yeah if you thought uh, you know i watch heather jackson got out and she's you know running 100 mile races doing gravel have yeah. you ever thought about jumping into the gravel world or the ultra running? Yeah.
1: Okay, here's my deal. Never what? never gravel. I'm not technical enough. Never 100-mile runs. No. That said, this is new and I'm you're going to be the first to know is I am I would like Okay, I can't conquer Kona. I know that. But I'm going to conquer something on that island maybe someday and I would like Eventually, I'm not saying this year, maybe it's in my 50s. I don't know. Maybe it's late 40s. I would like to do Ultraman, I feel. I feel Mm. like that might be because you're not going like, yeah, here I am. I'm going to do 10,000, right? Right. Right. Day one, you do 10,000 in that water, but it's different. It's not quite. It's the other way. Maybe I won't get as sick as I do in that bay. And then it's a 180 mile ride day one. Okay. Day two, I'm going to ride, or it's a 90 mile run. Yeah. Day two, I'm going to ride 180 miles. Day three, I'm going to run <laughs> from Hobby to Kona. What? That's insane. Yeah. But I'm hoping my, maybe by that time I'll have 80 Ironmans arbitrarily under my belt. Maybe my muscle memory will just take over and I can figure it out because I'll have a, like a night to sleep, you know, in between the big stuff. I don't know. Well, I'm I,
0: thinking I about it. To, I have to tell you with with so many of us that know what your history is there I, it's almost like humorous right now that you told me that okay meredith's history and kona well guess yeah. what she wants to do ultraman do double of everything so because it'll be better I have <laughs> a screw know loose. It, it may be you never yeah. know you never know and i
1: won't not Now i need another one what's smart for me though to do is like canada ultraman Another oh, Ultraman uh, in somewhere go. that's not saltwater. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just not as good, right? It's not as good as the world, you know, in, in Kona. It's It's true, but we'll see. I'll see what, what the world brings to me uh, in the next few years in that regard.
0: Meredith, what do you want Mac and crew to learn from their mom about mm-hmm. passion and perseverance?
1: I Thank you for asking. You know what? I just want them, you know, every day on the way to school, Mac and I say, he says it now like himself. All right, what are we talking about today? To be nice, kind, and caring. Say your pleas and thank yous. Don't be a bully. Always try your best. Be resilient. He's learned what the word resilient means. Be respectful. Uh, never give up. Always try your best. And of course, we always end it with work hard. You know, be a team player work hard be strong and give it some gumption and i um, like he understands even at three years old we've been doing this like what gumption Mm -hmm. means it means like i said progress still require requires good old-fashioned hard work and the new wave of humans my children included they might not understand what good old-fashioned hard work is unless their parents instill it on them and that's what i'm working hard to do like nothing nothing gets spoon fed to you you have to earn your bacon and that is something that I've always tried to do. I'm still trying to do it, you know? Every day, like it, it's a hustle. And I've always, you know, admired that that stance. Uh, I watch that and, and he talks about, and this is heavy. And I teach Mac this slowly, that no human can escape pain, uncertainty, and constant work, right? No human can escape pain, uncertainty, and constant work. And I think about that so much. We all experience pain, that we all have like anxiousness with uncertainty, the unknown, the unknown before an Ironman. You've seen all those faces before Mm. an Ironman. They're like ghosts, right? Like, oh my gosh, what's this day gonna bring? You know, and then constant work. We're always working for something. And that right there is what I want to teach both my boys is that you have to work hard to reap the benefits of that. And, and it's not going to be hand delivered to you.
0: I'm seeing that, you know, with my daughter and and Mm -hmm. her two sons, my daughter and son-in-law do the same thing, but we, I I have a, you know, in the garage, I've got the trainer, the bike, the weights and everything. Yep. And Rose goes across the street to a personal trainer twice a week. And on Mm -hmm. Sunday mornings, and when the boys are here on the weekend, I take them over there and the trainer who loves them, you know, loves the boys. Has them do 15, 20 minutes. And we bought them free weights for Christmas. So I can't wait to give them these these free weights for Christmas. They I don't know if I they think they think Papa and Nene are crazy or or but but it's our lifestyle. And we, you know, when you pass that on, you just create much stronger humans. Because it's so you, true. You're right. Life is gonna yeah. throw some curveballs at them and and they gotta they gotta figure out how to hit them.
1: No, and I like that, you know, your grandchildren see you and Rose working out. And, like, even now, Max, like, if he wakes up early, he's like, are we going to the gym? And, like, we'll go and he has a bike and he rides his bike next to the treadmill. Yeah, keep in mind, he has, like, a show on whilst he's riding his bike, but he's moving. And I'm running on the treadmill or on my trainer. He's like, okay, are we going to the gym? I'm up early. And I like that because... I don't know. There is beauty and effort and patience and perseverance. And I want to teach him that.
0: So we've, (laughs) we've talked a lot about things that have happened at uh, events that you've been at, but one of my last questions is called tri table racing. It comes out of Mm -hmm. table racing, comes out of the Baja 1000. We've got friends that race their trucks down and and they've won the Baja 1000. And I've done been down there with them racing. Mm -hmm. And they sit around the table afterwards and they reminisce about the event. It's called table racing. I call this tri-table racing. Mm -hmm. Reminisce with us about an event or something that happened at an event or something that comes to your mind that you'd like to tell the audience about.
1: Gosh, I have so many, obviously. I I could write a book, right? Just like you you on it. Just like, no, it's just, you know, there was, you know, the sport can be so laser focused on self. And I remember, and I remember being in a race with Leander Cave, Vine man, and she could not get her wetsuit off in T1. And like, it was like, she was so nervous to, twice with Leander, Actually <laughs> one time she were in T1 and she, anyway, she couldn't get her wetsuit off and she's like, man, I can't, we're next to each other. and I can't get my wetsuit off. You believe like, to be honest, I don't know if, that help would happen nowadays. It's gotten quiet out there. It's just a different vibe. But old school time, I, yes, I took, I took thirty seconds, whatever, to help her unzip her wetsuit, and she beat me by like thirty seconds. And she's <laughs> laughing about it. She's like, "You shouldn't have helped me." I'm like, "Stop." That is like, no. Zip it. No, I, th- there's nothing. I love that. And then another time she got a cramp in Ironman, Arizona, she won that one too. <laughs> and she stops and, and I go, what's wrong? I'm like, we're swimming next to each other. What's wrong? And she's like, I got a cramp. Would you go? <laughs> she yells at me like in a nice way. Go, I'll be fine. And she passed me on the marathon. She ran like a two, she, was, she broke three hours and she did awesome. So. Like stuff like that is fun, you know. There's camaraderie out there. Uh, I I love uh, riding with girls legally, where it's like Annabelle Luxford, will you take a pull five minutes? Sarah Crawley, five minutes. And one time, Sarah Crawley dropped me, and she we talked about it later, and she goes, "I forgot to give you the memo that I was going to go really hard for like five minutes." (laughs) (laughs) So it's like you just like having that. Here's the deal: if triathlon could be a team sport, I'm the first to time. Like, I wish I could be a domestique for, like, I don't know, whatever I could do for someone who was, like, I guess, you know, maybe they're a really good cyclist and a really good uh, runner, but they, they're not as good at swimming, and I, and they'd want to swim my pace. So one that I could do for them, obviously, I couldn't be a domestique for people better than me, but for someone that isn't in a certain modality, I would love that. So I, I thought, hey, Ironman, could I be hired just as like a domestique for certain people if they need someone just a little bit, you know? <laughs>
0: You'd That'd be, be, be fun for, for me. I like that. Yeah. I'll tell you what the 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 uh, younger Meredith probably would have loved to get into the super league with that team aspect. Yeah. You, you, that
1: is fun. I know. It's fun. I, honestly, Ironman should do that though. Like have a relay sometime, and someone does a swim. But yeah, I mean, you think about that. There could be some killer relays with like Lucy in the yeah. swim, Danielle yeah. on the bike, or Lisa Norden rather on the bike, and then have Ann Hogg or Rennie run that marathon. You've got yourself a pretty fast Ironman there.
0: <laughs> They'd be so fast. Part of the course wouldn't even be set up yet. That'd probably be the exactly. problem.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's very cool. How, uh, how fast it's, it's getting out there.
0: So Meredith, how can people find you and, and, yeah. uh, see what you're doing and all that good stuff. And if they want any coaching advice. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Anyone can email me anytime. I'm an open book. It's why we wrote life of a triathlete. Um, and, it's funny because I need it. That was, you know, eight years ago. And there's a whole new edition of thoughts, you know, whether it's nutrition and, you know, just how I've aged. I wrote that book when I was 35. Well, now I'm 45 with two kids. And so, you know, even my recovery is different. You know, I cryotherapy every day for three minutes. I bring both boys to this wow. place called Icebox. Like, I don't have time in a good way. I just don't have time to, like, sit in boots for an hour and take a nap, you know? So I pick up Mac at school. That's what we did when I told you my schedule earlier. Pick them up at school. We go straight to Icebox. And they sit outside with the with the amazing people there. And I get in a freezing cold box for three and a half minutes. And then I get out and I feel like a new person. But that's my recovery nowadays. But uh, people can reach me anytime to ask any questions, MVK at MeredithKessler.com. Hit me up on Instagram at MBKessler. If you I am taking on some new athletes for coaching, as long as you have a life outside of swim, bike and run and a balanced mindset. Uh, I'm here, I'm, I'm here for it and I'm here for you. And if you just want to talk about the mindset behind Iron Man, it's a, it can be a goth dark day out there, but then there can also be so much light, especially when we get to you, Mike. And I've always said that just before every, every time I'm looking at the cannon and I put my goggles on, I've just been like, just get to Mike Riley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that. And you know what? It, it's funny as tough of a day as it is, and what people go through, it's very seldom I don't see a smiling face at the finish yeah. line. Yeah. So what's that? What's that tell you? You know.
1: Oh my gosh, what doesn't it? I mean, yeah, just the compliment. Think how many times. Remember Lindsay Corbin and I running, uh, mm-hmm. running. Oh that wonderful lady down the, uh, finished shoot just to make it by midnight. I mean, that's Ironman right there. Yes. Right. And, and that's I, the I was
0: going to mention that because on page 200 of my book, one of my most favorite pictures, Ironman Court d'Alene, when you finished one I love and that. two I love and that. gave me a little peck on the cheek there. So right, those love were that. the days.
1: Oh, I love that so much. And oh, I love that in your book. Yeah. Those, those are great days.
0: Yeah. Meredith. Go be with the kids. I know you got dinner cooking and all that good stuff and tell Aaron Mm -hmm. I said hello and I hope he catches a lot of fish, fly fishing and, you know, I went fly fishing in December, didn't catch one with with Brent, so uh, I got to come back. I I got to figure that out. All right, I'm going to look for flights
1: for you from San Diego for you and Rose.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you do that. Thank you again, everybody for listening to another edition of Find Your Finish Line. Meredith Kessler, one of the most amazing class acts our sport of triathlon has ever seen. If you'd like to talk, see the show and, and uh, go to all the places, the Apple Podcasts, give us a review if you would. That'd be great. And go to MikeReilly.net if you'd like to have a personal video message from me to your loved ones for the holiday. Take care of yourselves, everybody. Be safe out there, especially on the bike. Aloha.